Daf is Lamid. We pick up on the bottom of Chosterimid Bet, and um, we're dealing with the idea of a Shaliach appointing another Shaliach, and um, when it's, an er- when it's in from, coming from Chutzar, they need to do it in front of Beistin to say B'chani Nechtov. Um, and we turn to, um, and we might introduce an idea of Shaliach Shalonitam Legeirishin, who a Shaliach is not made to actually do the divorce himself. Um, that person is not fully empowered, and therefore uh, cannot hand over, transfer the responsibility of giving the get. Um, so the Gemara sort of said that that wasn't the case there, but it introduced the idea. So now we pick up with Hahu um, Gavra. Uh, it is ten lines from the bottom, beginning of the word, beginning of the line. Hahu Gavra deshadali gita livasai. A man sent to get to his wife. and said to the shaliach, nihalo. Don't give it to her until thirty days. Okay, ifness the go yomin. So this guy, within thirty days, he was there. He was planning on being in Miami for like you know six weeks, um, but then something happened and he had to leave. So he couldn't wait till the end of thirty days to give it to her. All right, so he had to leave. Uh, it wasn't a valid to be given, like it was postdated, not literally postdated, but whatever. He wasn't valid to be given for thirty days. So now what's he going to do? So also the kami de Rava, he came to Rava. I'm a Rava, so Rava said, Chala Taimamai, why does the mission when does the mission teach that a shaliach can appoint another shaliach in a case when he gets sick, right? The Gemara decided before that it might have to be Dafka because he got sick. Okay? So um so that's when you're allowed to appoint another shaliach. Um so Khalatai um Danus because it's uh, out of his hands, can't control it, and uh, we would assume that the husband would not mind for it to be handed over in that type of a case, that responsibility. So, hi, Nami Anasu. So, this case also is an Anas, and therefore it can be handed over. Okay, fine. It's a, good, it's a good case like the Mishnah, where he can't do it himself, and he's able to give over that responsibility. So, Amr so he said to him, Kamididan, give a word in front of us, presumably there was a base in there, so stay before Nechtav in our presence. Um, and then we will take on that responsibility and we'll, uh, we'll make a shaliach after 30 days to give her the get. Very good, nice. All like the Mishnah. Okay, giving it over, saying in front of the basin, the basin will appoint a shaliach. It's a case of challah. Perfect application of the Mishnah. Um, so the rabbi said to Ravah, same challenge as before. How can he give over that responsibility to a basin? He is not yet in power to give it himself. His shlichus is sort of on hold until the end of 30 days, right? He, he hasn't been activated yet for uh, active duty, you know, so he's not yet in power to give it himself. So if he's not in power to give it himself, he can't give over that responsibility to you. He said back to them, no, even the Lubasar Plus and Yomi Matsi Megarish, he will have that ability at the end of 30 days. So his fundamental agency is empowering him to give the get, okay? He is fundamentally empowered to give the get at a particular time but that does not mean and even though that time hasn't reached it does not mean that we define him in terms of his role as somebody who is not empowered his role is somebody who is empowered he's just waiting for the right time and therefore he can give over that responsibility to us okay so now the Gemara says of Lechus Shema one minute if it's on hold for 30 days why would a person right why do you post-date a check okay maybe you want to make sure that the funds are there right or maybe or maybe you want to give yourself time to back out to change your mind right so if he's post-dating it for certain not the get itself but he's putting it on hold for 30 days maybe the husband is giving himself time to consider whether he wants to go through with it maybe he's going to make up with his wife or not so the Gemara says how can we go ahead and give the get in ignorance of what might have transpired in those last 30 days and maybe he made up with his wife and then the problem will be that it will be a get delivered that was bet- after that it was written before it was given and in the interim that in between the writing and the giving of the get if the husband and wife are together in Yichud and certainly if they actually sleep together the get is puzzled because people will say she'll have gotten pregnant we're concerned that that will have happened through that event that occurred before the get was given and people will say right that the uh, that, that the child was basically and the date was from beforehand and the people will say that the child was basically born out of wedlock Right? Is that clear what yeah, the concern is? When he says you have to give the get in 30 days, 
When's it dated? That's 30th. Dated no, 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 no. I shouldn't be using the term post-date because yeah. that's, I'm trying to use a, co- a, a common example, but that's confusing because, no, no, no. Get, it, 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 the date on the get is the date it was written. And that's exactly what the problem here that's is. Problem. Okay, it's written on January 1st. It's delivered on February 1st. If they slept together on January 15th, then people will, you know, do the math in their head and they'll say, and they'll, but they'll look at the get and they'll say, oh wait, it looks like this baby was born out of wedlock after because they'll think she was divorced from January first. That's the date on the get. That's called the problem of the get yashan. So the Gemara says in this type of a case where he had the get, he said, don't deliver it for 30 days. How can we deliver it after 30 days? If we don't know what transpired. Maybe in the interim they slept together. Okay? And uh, why should we be choshesh for that? I don't know. Why did he put it on hold for 30 days? Maybe they're trying to make up. Okay? So how can we deliver it with that, with that ignorance? They're doing it making second shalia. That's just a fundamental problem with this whole thing of delivering it 30 days later. What do you mean? They're allowed to make another shalia. That's the mission. but, but but this problem that you're just raising, even if there wasn't a second... No, 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 no. So that's a good question. But that, is, but here, it's particularly a problem because he said, wait 30 days. That if you're sending a shaliach, and it takes the shaliach time to get from Chutzar to Eretz Yisrael, right. first of all, the husband's in Chutzar, so there's no way he's coming back to Eretz Yisrael during that time and whatever. He's not around. And he's not putting it on hold. That's just natural delays. But when he explicitly said, I want you to hold it for 30 days, well, Maybe he's trying to reconcile, you know. He a, he's around, and B, the fact that he's actively putting it on hold means he maybe wants to reconcile. Even if he's in a different place. Well, I don't know. That maybe, but at least, okay. but, but he's not so far distant because the shaliach is waiting 30 days, okay. right? So he's putting it on hold, he's able to come, and therefore, that maybe we, how, how can we go ahead and give it? But Dobra asks a good question. It's not like a normal case of sending a get. Here the husband is a pot, can come, and he is uh, explicitly put it on hold. So let's see what the Gemara says. Um, okay. Let's be concerned that he reconciled. Did we not teach in our Mishnah? If a guy says, this is your get as of now, if I don't return within 12 months, and then he died before the 12 months, so it's a get, right? Because he's not going to come within 12 months. Unless there'll be a second coming. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And then we asked on that. But how can we go ahead and say it's good? Maybe before he died, he snuck back and we don't know about it. Okay? And maybe they reconciled before he died. So the Amar Rabba Baravuna, Hachi Amar Abba Mari Mishmed Rab, here's what Abba Mari says in the name of Rab, that it's a case where he says that if there's no evidence that I didn't come, my wife, or even if I maybe claim that I came, well, and it won't be relevant that he's dead, but anyway, my wife is believed to me more than 180, more than my own claim. She's believed to testify whether I did or did not come. Okay? So that's why it works and we don't have to be afraid he came. By the way, that idea of Nemenifali is very powerful because, uh, you know, right now, like, uh, there's been, um, you know, some ideas about dealing with some ways of dealing with the Aguna issue and certain types of prenuptial agreements that make certain conditions or whatever. And the question always is, well, what happens if the husband contests what happened? What if the husband says that he changed the conditions? So one of the things that's put in is, says, and my wife is believed more than a hundred witnesses to claim, you know, what, you know, what did or did not happen. So, you know, it's sort of, it's helpful because then it also addresses, you know, the lack of knowledge or any counterclaims. So anyway, so that's what he says. No matter what I claim, no matter what happens, she's believed to say that I didn't return. Okay, but that's, but otherwise, we'd be concerned that maybe he returned. Okay? So that's the case. He put it on hold and if there's not a special circumstances of believing her, we're concerned that he might have returned. So here too, when he told the Shalia, hold it for 30 days, let's be concerned that he might have returned unless it's a special case where he said that she'll be believed but nobody said that that was the case. So why aren't we concerned? So the Gemara says, so... I'm a rabbi barafuna. How can I'm a rabbi marim shmei rav? But I'm sorry, we just said it. But I'm an shabati. But that's not the case here. Ichsif. So he was embarrassed. Taka, a lot of being embarrassed, a lot of showing people up, you know, that we had yesterday too. Taka, that's a good point. Why aren't we concerned about that? He didn't have an answer. Then it turned out that the woman he was divorcing was only an Arusa. So if it's an Arusa, they've never been together, they've never been living together, we're not afraid, A, that the likelihood of reconciling, I guess, is less. They never really ever lived together as a married couple. And B, the likelihood of actually, like, being in Yichud and maybe having sex is less. So I'm a 
Rava, Imam Rubin if they had this concern about reconciling in the case of an Asua, Yom Rubin Arusa, would they say it by an Arusa? Okay. So anyway, so he, that was like a save, okay? But it didn't sound like they knew that initially. It sounds like initially he actually slipped up, like he needed to have been concerned about it. But luckily in the end, it wasn't a problem because of it was a special case of an Arusa. So that's actually interesting, right? That if somebody explicitly puts it on hold, do we have to be concerned if, if with lack of evidence that something, that there was a problem, do we have to concern that maybe, that maybe they reconciled? Okay, that raises a lot, that makes things a big issue, right? You always have to be concerned if he had the ability to come back, maybe he did. Yes, Charlie, wait, wait, Charlie had a question. He was embarrassed, he was the one who passed him that it was okay, was embarrassed, that was Rava. No, Rava. Uh, yeah, Rava said, it's okay, we'll take care of it. How, how can you take care of it? What, what, who, how, how do you know what happened within the last 30 days? Uh, you mentioned post-date checks uh, a few minutes ago. The, whether post-dated checks are valid before the date depends on the country. Okay. And it turns out in the United States they are. Oh, really? Yeah, if the bank cashes your post-dated check, <laughs> uh, you pro- unless you've informed the bank not <laughs> Okay, interesting. I'm surprised I just looked that up right now. Very interesting. Always a font of knowledge, Charlie. How about Rava? How about they come in by lunch? So now back to Rava. So Rava said, okay, this is, but this question, I, here's the question I have. So we just introduced some interesting idea of Shliach Shalonita Magerashin. You need to have, be empowered to give it again in order to hand it over to Bastin. And the idea that, what do you call it, of, um, that, um, and the idea that uh, that uh, if the, it was uh, pu- it was it was put on hold, we might have to be concerned that uh, that he came back and he reconciled. Um, so so the Gemara says, but here's my question: When Beisin makes the uh, shaliach to replace the original shaliach, it's the power has now been given over to them. Does the first shaliach have to be present? Because we've already established, right, that this guy is a when the Beisin makes it. Well, let's take a look at the Gemara. Um, Hadar Pashta. Then he said, "Bein b'fanav, bein shelo b'fanav." Whether in his presence or not, shalchum itam, bein b'fanav, bein shelo b'fanav. Now, which makes a lot of sense because if you'll remember, the Gemara basically said that if the first shaliach died, you know, it doesn't matter. They're not really the shaliach of the husband uh, of the shaliach. They're the shaliach of the husband, or the, to some degree, there may be a shaliach of Bastin, depending on was Eretz Yisrael or Chutzlaret. Okay, um, but you know, so if it maybe it was a shaliach of the shaliach, you might need the first shaliach to be present to demonstrate somehow the official transfer okay but that's not true it's a shaliach uh, fundamentally it's a shaliach of the husband and certainly in the Basin case the shaliach gives it over to the Basin, and the Basin gives it over to the next shaliach so all the more reason why you do not need the shaliach the first shaliach to be present okay now because we mentioned this idea of if I return within 12 months we're going to have a little bit of a digression and a self-contained sugya that appears in Ksuvos and elsewhere okay um, there was a man who said if I don't return within 30 days, they have a gita. Let, let, let the get be valid. Asa, he came back after 30 days, before 30 days were up. Upaski Mabra, but there was a uh, there was a, a, a river that was uh, separating, and he couldn't come back. Okay, the, whatever there was, a, you know, the river the banks were very high. He couldn't find a sh- uh, you know some type of a way to get over the river. Okay, Amalehu. So, but he you know the clock was running out, so he yelled to the other side of the river, Look, look, I'm here. I'm trying to come. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. So Amr, so therefore, and he wanted to get to be an old because he wanted you know the tonight the the, the uh, tonight to be considered uh, satisfied. I mean, yes, as, uh, well, I, I always get confused because it's the negative. If I don't come, he, he wanted to be annulled. Anyway, he wanted no. the tonight to be, he wanted the tonight to be not satisfied and to get to be, to be void. Anyway, okay, so anyway, he wanted to get to be annulled, and, but, but he wasn't ret- actually returned. So, Amar Shmuel, Lo Mafia, it's very nice that he's yelling, he hasn't come back, okay, <laughs> so the get is not valid. Now, this is a sugya that's discussed in Ksuvas, which is called Yesh Onis Begitin, or Ain Onis begitten. Okay, which means when people make conditions, right, so, okay, it's very nice what Shmuel's saying is, you wanted to have come back, the bottom line is, the condition wasn't met, you didn't come back, okay? So, that's so that's the normal way to say it. Now, what's the argument to say that the fact that it's out of your hands and you're crying shouldn't map, should, should make a difference? Because what we basically say is, we try to say, well, bottom line is, you know, you, you were, what you, you, know, you are the one who made the stipulation. So, you know, you could say, look, I never meant for it to apply to a case when I was trying and something was making me unable to come back. But I, what I meant was if I'm willingly choosing not to come back, right? I didn't mean this case. Okay, so how, so how much is, we probably didn't mean this situation, but you didn't say it. 
and Allah has to go with what you said. And if you want, and if you wanted to say something more nuanced, then you should have told us that. So that's the issue. So Shmuel says, I don't care what you're thinking now. I don't care what you were thinking when you made the Tanai. You said if I don't come back, you didn't come back. End of story. Then yes. Her, right? I mean, he's not uh, unless he's a Kohen. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Okay, exactly. And she maybe she's good. She maybe she's waiting, waiting because she'll marry the other, the other guy. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Hahu damaluhu. So man said um, to witnesses, If I don't um, reconcile with her, that's also why we're quoting this about reconciling, right? Within thirty days, let it be valid. He went to try to reconcile with her, and she wasn't having anything of it. So basically, he tried. So, but all right, is you know, it's like trying only get an A for effort only gets you so far. Amar of Yosef, me Ayvla Tikrav Did he try to give her a, a basket filled with gold coins, and she didn't agree? Meaning, you know, try a little harder. Did he send her flowers? Did he send her whatever? It's funny that they make it so financial. But the bottom line is, it's like I don't care that you tried. You try harder. You know. Now, of course, what, what Tosos asks is the real point should be: I don't care if you did give her a basket filled with gold coins. You still didn't recognize Style, okay? But either way, the point is, like, you didn't satisfy the condition, end of story. All right? So that's, your kind of onus, I tried, is not valid. Either it's not a real onus, you didn't try high and hard enough, um, or it doesn't really matter. Some say, Amrev Yosef, Midi, Tarkovat, Dini, what? You think he has to give her a basket full of gold coins? So, meaning he's actually saying the opposite opinion. He's saying, he tried, and that counts. Okay, what he meant when he said, if I don't make up with her, he assumed, you know, oh, of course, if I want to make up with her, she'll be okay with it. So what he meant was, if I don't try to make up with her. And therefore, even though he didn't do what he actually said, but we go by what he meant, not by what he said. Okay, and that's the question. When somebody says, if X, do they need to exclude cases when they're trying and not succeeding? And that's this debate of yesh onus begitten or not. Okay, so now the Gemara ends with, Kad Commander Amar Okay, if you say it means saying I tried, I tried, you know, is a good claim. And we say when you make a condition, you mean not only if I don't do this, or if I, but you know, but you know, if I do this, but if I try to, and I'm trying to do this, that also counts. That's what you mean. That's Yeshonis beginning. Or do we say Yeshonis beginning? No, I don't care whether you tried. You when you, if you said X, then it has to be X. All right. So that's a whole sugging suvus. We won't go more into depth about it here. Let's. That's the next Mishnah. Um, as a Kohen, that's a Levi, that's a Oni. So you might ask, what the heck does this have to do with Gitin? And the answer is nothing. But <laughs> we are going back to a Mishnah about the Shaliyah who left the husband and delivered the get with the presumption that the husband was still alive. And now we're going to do about similar scenarios where somebody isn't around and can act with the presumption that the person is still alive. And by the way, I should just warn you that we are about to turn to a, the end of this paragraph will have similar types of scenarios about having nothing to do with Gitin, presuming a person is still alive. And then we are actually building up to the next parak, which is going to open with a get case, but introduce a concept of tikkun olam. And then we're going to have two full prakim of things that have nothing to do with Gitin, but have to do with general ideas like tikkun olam. Okay, so it's going to be nice. There's an interesting middle section of Gitin that is like a nice collection of a wide range of different things, you know, all that somehow we digress to talk about. Okay, so here's the case here. Case is that um, I uh, um, a certain coin in town um, needs to borrow money. Okay, or, or a certain lazy or a certain poor person. I lend him money. Okay, but you know, I actually am a little bit afraid about whether he's going to be able to pay me back or whatever. But I got it all worked out. You know why? Because I'm a farmer. And after the crops come in, what I'll do is the following. I'll say to the Kohen, okay, I'll sure I'll lend you money. And what we'll do is, when it comes time for, for giving truma, I'll give it to you. And you'll pay me back with that truma that I'll give you. See it? So I'm going to get back the grain I would have had to give another co and I'll give it to him, I'll get it back. So I'll get my loan paid off. Okay, that's what we're going to do. But actually, let's do it even simpler. Why do you, I have to give it to you and you give it back to me? I'll just separate the truma and I'll just pocket it after I've separated it. Now, of course, I can't eat it if I'm not a Kohen. I can sell it to another Kohen. But like, I don't have to actually physically deliver it to you and have you deliver it back to me. I'll just hold on to it in payment for, for you know, for the debt. Or, for the lazy. I won't give you, I, I'll separate off the miser so the grain is in Tevel. And then 
I'll just keep it because I can eat miser and that'll be payment for the debt. Or if it's miser ani, same thing. I'll separate off miser ani and I'll keep it for payment for the debt. And we make this agreement, okay? So the halacha is, um, so hamalves hamalves as a kind of halevias ani yos mafri shalei michalkan, and I'm going to separate off the money from their portion, meaning uh, uh, meaning that I'll be mafri shetumis and maestros, and then that and that for them, and then I'll keep it uh, to payment of the debt. So mafri shalei becheskos chain kayamin. So I can even I don't have to have them present. I can assume that they're still alive. Okay, and ve'enu choshin shem emes hakohen or alevi ohehani ohehshirani. I don't be. I'm not afraid that the the lady died or the honey died or the honey got rich the honey got rich I can't give him my honey so I can assume though that I'm, when I be mafresh I'm still saying this is for that Kohen and I'm going to now come back and pocket it because if he's not alive right I can't give him truma if he's not alive. I can't give him ice if he's not alive. So how can I say I gave it to him and now it was paid back to me? I haven't given Trumas and Maestras. But I can go ahead and I can assume that he's still alive. Similar to giving the get and assuming the husband is still alive. Okay, now Mesu, let's say they actually did die and I know they died. Now what do I do? This co- dead Kohen owed me $100. Okay? And I have $100 worth of Truma here. Alright? Is there any way I can use this to pay up my debt. Okay? So, well, here's the question. Does anybody now, let's start with this. Does anybody now still owe me the $100 once he died? So you would assume who might still owe me the $100? The heirs. The heirs. If he had actually karka, heirs are not obligated with debts if there are no liens on their property. Okay? So they don't actually assume the personal obligations of their father. Uduman says, Mitzvah al hayarshim, we throw a chova vihem. There's a mitzvah for them to assume the debts of their father, but it's not really a personal, they really are not personally in debt. But if I have a lien on the property, right, I mean, I think that, you know, then that lien, then that property, when they inherit it, I still have rights to that property. Okay, so, if basically, let's, in the case, let's say that I do have a lien on the property for the Kohen, okay, although that's unlikely here because it was a, like, it was, didn't seem that it was with a Shtarchov, it seemed like it was an all an oral agreement, probably wouldn't have entailed liens on the property, right, then I could mark the arrangement by I could give it to the heirs, and then I'll say to them, rather than me taking your property, here's the here's the hundred dollars of truma, and I'll just now pocket the truma. So I, it could work with the heirs, but they would a have to agree to do that exchange. Okay, they they didn't make the original agreement, and um, right. So, but, but in theory, it could work. That's when there's a lien on the property. If there's not a lien on the property, then I'm stuck. I had $100 of truma that I would have liked to have pocketed, okay? But nobody owes me the money anymore. He died. I didn't have a lien on his property, right? Either he didn't have property, or maybe this case doesn't have liens altogether for the reason I just said, that there was no star. It was all oral, okay? So I'm never going to get... So I'm now I'm going to have to find some other coin to give this truma to, and I'm not going to get my debt paid off, okay? But the Mishnah says, no. If... Well, yes... But if the heirs agree, you can still pocket the truma. So Rashi understands what that means is there was no property, there was no I had no liens. So I have no legal right to to collect to, to, the debt is technically no longer around. I have no legal right right to keep the truma. But as we said, Yershim have a mitzvah to satisfy their father's uh, you know, debts. So if they, they agree, they say, look, technically, you don't legally owe me the money. But you have a mitzvah to do it. And guess what? I made this arrangement with your father. If you're okay with it, we'll keep the arrangement with you guys and I'll just keep pocket the money myself. And if they say, fine, that's good, then it works. Because it's like I virtually gave the Trumas and Maestros to the heirs. They're also Kohanim and Levium. And they gave it back to me. So we transfer the arrangement with the father to the heirs. The reason I need their permission is I need their permission to transfer the arrangement but I first need their agreement that they're willing to pay off their father's debts if you kids are willing to pay off your father's debts which you're not legally obligated to do but if you're willing to do it I got a great way to make it happen we had this arrangement are you okay with this arrangement sure fine whatever we don't know what you're talking about keep the truth and nicer and so keep it and it's good okay then that works alright now the thing would also be true with an ani in theory okay but uh, except if the kids aren't ani and that make it a little more difficult anyway um, he healed them based basin and now we're also introducing the role of base, and like we did by the Shaliach, so that's another way this is relevant. 
So if we, I made this arrangement with the original Kohen Levi or the Ani in front of Basin, then the Basin can assume somehow that responsibility and play a role, sort of like making us beginning to think of like Prusbol and those types of things which we're going to get into in Gitin. And Basin can basically say, we're going to say that that's what's going to happen. We're going to say in this case, you know, we're somehow we, we you know, Basin has control over Dine Mominus and we're going to say that the heirs are going to pay up the debt and that the arrangement applies to the heirs as well. Okay, so now let's take a look at the Gemara. Um, the Avagav to Lo Asuliyate, the Mice says one minute. I don't get how this arrangement works. How can you pocket, you separated off Trumas and Mysras, and now you're going to pocket it for the debt. But you never gave it to the Kohen of the Lazy. So, how does that Kohen of the Lazy own it to pay it back to you? And there's a double question here. One question is a simple Dine Mumnitz question. This money right now can be given to any Kohen, any Lazy. How does this particular Kohen or Lazy own it that I can now take it back in payment of my debt? That's question number one. Question number two is, there's a mitzvah to give it to a Kohen or a Lazy, not just to separate it. When did I ever do that mitzvah of delivering it? So Rashi mentions both. Look at Rashi. Avagav the Asuliyah, they how can you do that? If it never came to the coin, how did this particular coin ever get ownership over this? Right? This could go to any coin. And number two, Right? And that, you know, I Rashi really say, there's another point. You didn't ever think you mitzvah of giving it to a Kohen. So how did you just do it, separate it, and put it in your pocket? Where's the, where did you give it to the Kohen? So the Gemara says, I'm a Rav, the Makiri of Olivia. We're talking about families that are, um, that are basically, are, you know, you know this family well, and you have an established practice of giving to this family. Okay, this is actually a particular institution. I mean, the problem would be, you know, if it was, let's say, a powerful family or whatever, it wasn't like, every, you know, that, you know, that everybody gave their trumas and maestros, you know, to this particular family, but, you know, but there were cases like that, that there were people that, you know, you had a practice of always giving, you were good friends with the Coens down the street, and for generations, your family has been giving its truma to the Kohanes and it's been giving its maestras to the seagulls two blocks over you know, that, that, that's called those Kohen and lazy names yeah. right people know seagulls it's gone it's gone the kahuna yeah. right seagulls tend to be lazy yeah. okay anyway so or just to be lazy lazy is the last name too anyway so you have the practice you've been doing it for generations in that type of a case somehow it's assumed that even without it's a little unclear how the mechanics work but it's assumed that even without an act of giving it to them, the very separating of your truth and maestros, because the pattern has been well established, makes it like they automatically take possession of it. Okay? So that's a special circumstance. Mishmuel says, no, no, no. It'll be, I just call over my friend. I says, look, I got this whole deal with these, this Kohen or with this Levi. Here, take this truma for the Kohen and then, and then give it back to me. You say, fine, whatever. And you take it and you give it back to me. Okay? So you use a third party to take possession for the Kohen and Levi and the Money, and then they and then they hand it back to you, and you have your debt so paid. Then why is that better than just go bring it to them? And it's more convenient. It's more convenient. They live halfway. Right. I, I, I sit down the block, but you know they. I don't know. You know they're halfway across town. Gotcha. Okay. I just okay. So. Um, he basically said this is rabbinic the rabbis you're right technically the coin may be and they don't own it the rabbis made it like they did own it in order to enable this system to work and here we're going to introduce an idea which we're going to see in a minute that it's in everybody's interest well certainly in the coin ladies and the Ani's interest to have this system work who wouldn't want to borrow money and never have to pay it back <laughs> right I borrowed the money and all I'm going to have to pay back is the trumas and maestros he's going to give me later which he might not even have given me if he didn't lend me the money you understand it's a really good deal right I'm going to borrow money and you're going to agree that I'm going to be the recipient of the trumas and maestros you'll give later and then you'll take it back fine great all I know is it's free money okay so so quoting Levium and the Aniyam love this arrangement it's good for them maybe it lets me be a tzaddik and lend money to people and also 
pretty confident that I'm going to get my loan paid back. So sort of like everybody wins. Okay? So therefore, in order to make this institution work, Chazal greased the wheels. And they said, and we're going to make it easy, and you don't even have to have the coin and levy and the honey around. You know, you separate it. It's like they take possession of it and you put it back in your pocket. Okay? How that exactly works, you know, Chazal have some control over Dine Mominus. They can sort of make things happen. Yes? What? Yeah. The Gemara is going to deal with that. Then he's out his money. He's out his money. Okay. Which is why it's really good for the Korean Levy and the Arnie. Okay. Because if, if there was a blight or whatever, and then then he only can be paid back with the Trumas and Meisters. That's the arrangement. Yes. Of this year. Of this year. Yeah. Is there any, is there any requirement of Pebble that he's eventually going to separate actually this? This yeah, you have to separate to get rid of the Teva, but then it's a question of ownership of the two Yeah, but what it, like, so we can't do this a year in advance when the crop hasn't even been planted. Yes, it can. What do you mean? Okay, so that means something that hasn't come into existence yet. But they don't own it yet. When you, I separate it, then they'll own it, and then I'll put it back in my pocket, because then you'll have pay me back. Right, but he's made an agreement to pay back with something that doesn't exist yet. Okay, but, I, but he's not selling it doesn't exist. He's just going to pay it. That's the way you're going to pay back a loan. That's not a problem. Okay. When you borrow money, you don't have money now. You're promising to pay back with money you don't have right now. Okay. So anyway, so the money says like this. Um, okay. Um, okay. So now, Kulu Karavlo Amri. People didn't say that it was Rav, a case of an established family. That's not in the Mishnah. We, so we, it's, we'd rather not insert things in the Mishnah that aren't there. Kishmul Okami. They didn't say like Shmuel that you got a third party to take possession. That's also not in the Mishnah. Now, Kulu Nami Lo Amri. Why not? like Ula because who quoted like Red Biosi, which seems to be the best explanation that Chazal just made this whole institution work we would rather the Mishnah not go like a Das Yachid okay but those are different ways of explaining how the other side takes possession one way or another the other side took possession well that's why you know obviously very often we do but the point is that's why people would prefer one answer as opposed to another answer Tana Rabbanan. Hamavah Moses, according to the Levi, as Oni Lios Mafri Shalein Michalkan. So, a writer that starts saying you had the same arrangement. Mafri Shalein Becheskos Shin Tayamim. You go ahead and you do it, you separate it and you pocket it, assuming they're still alive. Uposikimon Kishar Hazol. And, now here's the question. How much, what is the rate of, um, that I'm going to, we're going to figure out the value of the wheat for? All right? So, I, let's say, you know, you borrowed $100, and um, the value of the wheat ranges from $1 to $2 per bushel. Okay? How many, so how many bushels of wheat are we talking about? Are we talking about 100 or are we talking about 50? Okay? So I can stipulate and say the debt is going to be paid off at the lowest market rate for uh, you know at the, at, at for, for the wheat at one dollar a bushel, which means that it were hundred bushels I would have had to give to some other lazy, and now I'm going to basically give it to you and then keep it. Okay, which by the way means also, and that's going to be the next line. The Ainbo Misham Ribis. You can actually see how I can wind up making money from this deal, right? Mm-hmm. Because I would have had to give a hundred bushels to another lazy, uh, and at that stage that might have been worth two hundred dollars. But I'm going to lend you a hundred dollars and pocket a hundred bushels later so I might actually have saved myself some money in that whole exchange alright so that you're allowed to do okay which uh, yes what's the, what's the general halacha in terms of the sha'ar so the Gemara is going to ask that because actually there are cases where you can if you pre-sell food and there is a no you know you can make be stipulate to go by the lower shar. so how much do we look at these things as loans or as sales but but. Anyway, so the Gemara will see that. Okay, that's a whole sugim by Matia. So we're gonna we're just gonna skim the surface of it. Selling or lending on futures. Exactly. Okay, the Ainbo Mishum Ribis, and there's not a Ribis concern. And as way Tosa says is Tosa takes us even further. Tosa says not only that, you can even agree on an exchange rate that is far below the normal exchange rate. Meaning, not just we'll say whatever the rate is over the course of the summer, we'll take the lowest amount. That would be Shar Hazol. Okay. You could actually say you could 
set an exchange rate that is lower than, than it ever normally would be and, that, and that's also a problem it's not a ribbis problem okay so Chazal made it they really like stretched the law here in order to make this institution work and you got to think about it everybody benefits I benefit that I don't have to give so much trumas and maestros I get to keep more than I would have given away okay if I can make if I can agree on a low exchange rate and the Yanim and Levim they all benefit that they get to pre-borrow money on their futures on the, you know on, on the future type of a uh, uh, of stuff that they would have and they might not have gotten it personally anyway so everybody really wins yes were there a lot of poor Kohanim probably this? Yeah, I'm sure there were I'm sure there were probably some very wealthy families like that you know and I'm sure that a lot of them were very poor absolutely you okay keep some percentage even a big percentage of that truma right yeah so, but you still, it's still Truma you can't eat it you right you have to in the Truma case you have to sell to another Kohen right okay um, now if Shemitah comes in the middle here um, it does not annul it because it's not like a, we'll see why um, because basically because Shemitah only works if I can like it starts with I shouldn't pressure you to pay my debt and I have an actual like claim on you but in this case the borrower is out of the picture he borrowed his money and I never see him again so I, since I don't have like a claim on him and I can't pressure him to pay a debt it actually means that the debt doesn't get annulled okay because I'm basically just going to pay myself okay but how, and if you want to retract you can't retract hmm Okay. Who, is that? What's the who wants to retract? Yeah. Okay, so the mother's going to discuss which side are we talking about. Okay? Presumably, we're talking about the Balabayas because he's the one we've been focusing on, but the Gemara will discuss that. Okay? The Imbal, uh, Now, let's say it looks like there's, uh, that, you know, there's a big, uh, infestation, and I'm saying to myself, that's it, the whole crop is going to waste, and, uh, I guess I'm never going to get that debt paid back. Okay? Of course, that's the, I that's probably the last thing on your mind. If whole crop is going away. But anyway, but so if you, once you give up hope of getting that debt paid back from the crop, then even if the crop improved, you basically have now forfeited the debt and you can't get it paid back, which is very strange. Okay? Once you have given it up, then you can know, you know, you cannot go ahead and be mafish as a way of paying back that debt. It's not clear why. That's supposed to be explanatory, but I still don't understand why not. I understand. But if I think, if you owe me a thousand dollars, and then you've absconded somewhere or whatever and I say that's a, you know he's never going to I'm never going to find him I don't lose you don't stop owing me the money right so you know no this has very much to do with the fact that specifically there was a concrete object which I was going to get paid back with and it's like I gave up ownership of that object that's what it is it's not I gave up not I gave up hope of your, you paying me back it's that your payment was right here in front of me and I go that's it it's lost I'm like mitiaish on that but the funny thing is I still do own my own crop oh, you know I it's not like I stop owning my crop yes exactly exactly yeah okay I assume there was something in loan laws generally that if you DTI if you know but you don't yeah so it's special to this case okay although what can you this is just work it's almost like saying up in smoke yeish 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 yeah it's interesting I don't think that's what it's from but okay alright let's take a look alright so um, no, it says like this. Amar So now we're going to unpack this a little bit. Um, Pita, obviously. Now the reason it says obvious, why is it so obvious, is because that there's a mission above Metzia that says you're allowed to do this. However, the problem with the mission above Metzia is you're allowed to do this when you're actually selling wheat. I can sell you, like, wheat based on the shard. By the way, it might actually have to be that I actually have the wheat in my possession and so on. But anyway, but then I can sell it to you and then even if it winds up that I'm delivering more more than you paid me for, it's not real ribbis because we're talking about a sale. We're not talking about a loan. Right? You get it? I'm selling you 100 bushels of wheat. We determine what the exchange rate is. We can decide a low exchange rate. Okay, I'm still, still figuring out that I'm going to make a profit somehow. I got a special supplier. And then if the rates change and you wind up winning in the deal, it's, you know, it's not real ribbis because it was a sale that I lost out on. Okay? But that's, but that's, so that's, that, this is not this case. This actually is a, is a loan. But the Gemara seems to be willing to consider it as like a pre-sale. I'm going to give you this 
hundred dollars, and maybe that's also why there's an idea of yeish. It's anyway. I'm going to give you this hundred dollars, and it's like you're pre-purchasing your own. I don't know. Anyway, the, or I am pre-purchasing your own meiser that you're going to get later. Anyway, so the Gemara somehow says it's obvious you should be able to set a low a low exchange rate pita because that's the principle we have by by transactions in Baba Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, uh, where am I? No, we just the chiddush is that we presume that that's the case. Okay, and again, this is in everybody's best interest. It makes me want to do this. Me the balabayas. So we're going to take for a standard presumption that when you lend the money and you say we're going to do it, you'll pay me back with your trumas and maestros. That it means based on the lowest exchange rate, the one that's most in my favor, and that's just presumed. Okay, the aim ribis, and there's not a ribis concern either in this case or just uh, so that even if you set a the way Tosos reads it is even if you set a lower rate my timer why not since it's because it's not a normal loan and this maybe makes it more like I was saying before like that case of it makes it more like a pre-sale what makes it more like a pre-sale because if the crop is destroyed and there's nothing to be paid back you're not going to have to pay me back the loan Right? You get that? Yeah. If it was a real loan, you how did you to. stop having to pay me back? Mm-hmm. Okay? But the fact that if there's no crop, you are free from paying me back means that to some degree it's more like a pre-sale than it is a loan. Mm-hmm. Okay? And therefore, if I don't have it, you're not going to give it to me. So it's not really so much of a loan. So nami. So if there is a nice crop, and I wind up keeping more, uh, you know, more that's worth a lot more than the money I lent you because we set a very low exchange rate. That's not really ribis. We're looking at it as more of a sale and less of a loan, and that allows us to me to set a very low exchange rate. Does yes. This mean, is this similar? Like I, I, I buy something from a factory, and mm-hmm. there's a fire in the factory, and the thing I bought burns up. Right. So they don't have to refund my money if I prepay. Well, they do whatever because that but gets technically, the, right? That would be shy to this type of delivery. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that is true. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. okay, that a lot depends about Mashiach and Chutzin, but yes. Okay. okay, and are they a shomer or not a shomer? Okay, and then anyway. But the basic point here is we're allowed to do this, and it makes it in the Balabais's best interest. He's assumed to be a very low exchange rate. He can set an even lower one according to those. those. Well, that makes me want to do it. That makes you benefit. And we're basically seeing it like an early, like a pre-sale of the Trumas and Meisters, pre-purchase. Okay. Now, the Ainshvius means um and Shvius doesn't annul it. The Lokarinim be Lohigos, because Shvius only annuls debts that are relevant to the prohibition of don't oppress, like don't, you know, or don't press your, per, you know, the, the, the borrower for repayment. But there's no pressing of the borrower. He's out of the picture now. Now, you can't retract. So here is Jenna's question. The Kohen. The Balbayas can't retract from the Kohen. Again, a lot of things are in the interest of the Kohen here. Not everything. The fact that Shmis doesn't mishamate protects the Balbayas. Anyway, the Balbayas can't retract. The Kohen can retract. Why? None. In the normal case of a transaction, actually this is similar to Joe's question, if I pay for them, pay for something, but I'm not yet taking possession of the object, I can go back on the sale. That's an enormous sale. Okay? So the Gemara says, this is like a little similar, meaning to some degree, the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the Kohen has, uh, right, Rashi explains this. Hold on, let me just reread Rashi. Right. So basically, the Kohen has taken, as it were, pre-possession of the, um, of the, what do you call it? Of the truma. Uh, of the truma but he has not, but the Balabayas, in a way, yeah, but then the Balabayas has not yet taken it back yet. So, it's, I, I don't know, I'm a little bit, con- uh, I'm, I'm a little, meaning somehow it's because, since, let me just read Rashi one more time. It made, it made some sense last night. <laughs> Hold on. Um, right, exactly. Um, basically, the way Rashi says it is like this. From the Balabite's perspective, I did, I, there's nothing left for me to do. 
Um, you know, I gave the money to the Kohen, and therefore, and and my so my side of any transactional act is done, and therefore I can't say I haven't completed my act, and I want to and I want to and I want to reverse myself. Definitely. But from the Kohen's perspective, he he in a way didn't finish his thing. The way Rashi says is because he hasn't yet taken possession and given back the uh, the trumo. So in a way, his act is not yet complete, and therefore it allows him to somehow to you know to, to reverse himself. I don't really fully get it, but that's the idea. Yes, yeah. right, like, like the, the Balabite action is to give the Kohen money. And that's right? done. And you've done that. Right. You can't take, take, that, back. take that back. And then it's a, the Kohen needs to repay. And until the, the the separation happens... The repayment occurs. Right, so the power of the of the terms of the repayment are in the hands of the Kohen. Because right, like it's the Kohen side of the transaction, right? I mean, that's helpful. So it's the Kohen side of the transaction that hasn't been yet fulfilled. Right. You, you lent me the money. You made certain conditions about how I can repay. So those conditions are binding. But somehow I, who am not yet paying, haven't haven't paid back yet, or, I, yeah, I somehow I get to re, like you know. Option. Like I give a loan you this money, and there's an option if you want. You can right. pay it back by I'll take this and this. Right. But if you want to come in tomorrow, and right. say, Actually, I have this money I want to pay you with. Right. And keep your truma. Right. But by saying it's an option, a little begs the question because why don't we just say that there's you know that there's Definitely. that either side has that option. Anyway, yeah. If somebody pays for something they don't get take possession. Yeah. Take their money back. Does the person who paid have any like damages? Or yeah, the has a He gets to give a curse to the other guy as a type of a censure, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, not really. Anyway, we'll worry about all that in Bava Mitzia. Let's okay. So let's move on. If he's then they've lost it. With and what is pita? I'm shocked by that pita. I still don't really. But okay, somehow because it's like a pre-purchase, um, it's like and then amitia eish. I lose my rights to that. I don't, again, still fully get that. No, that it's already, the, 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 the grain was already in the uh, straw, like in already standing. And therefore, and that's when it got damaged. So, I'm just reading this through Rashi. Um, that because it was, all, it was in the standing straw when it got damaged, that it was never really fully damaged, and it never really was fully because that type of grain often will recover. We don't say that. If I actually say that I'm then that actually means that I now lose rights to collecting the loan. Okay. Tanutana Brisa, Rabbi Liazab and Yaakov Omer. Hamamamas is a coin that's a lady, the basted. Now we're going to the basting case. Umesu, Mavishalem, Oso Ashavit. So even though, in that case, before, when I died, I had to get permission from the heirs. Okay, but here, because I am doing it in a basted, and again, the basted and the Chazal are interested in this institution working, so if I've actually made it a, a sort of a, you know, sort of, you know, done it in a more public way, in a more official way, then they can actually say in the benefit of you know all Kohanim we are st- we are allowing you to get your loan paid up with your truma like the, uh, the rest of the Kohanim are not uh, are saying they're not asking for their truma to be given to them right I have truma uh, the original guy I can't you know is dead right and basically what, what the basin is implicitly saying is because you let, borrowed it in basin we will speak on behalf of the Kohanim and say that they are okay with you taking this truma for yourself but you're somehow it's as if they own it and you keep it for yourself and they're okay with that why? because it's in their interest to have this institution work right it's in their interest in this particular case to let me keep it and not give it to one particular Kohen because everybody benefits because we have this institution the bright actually the version and the Tosefta actually says um, not becheskas ototshevet but birishus ototshevet okay we're impl- we are speaking on their behalf and we're saying that now you can keep it for yourself okay um, or if we're not dealing about a tribe but we're speaking on behalf of all poor people and we're saying that don't give us the, 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 the meiser ani keep it for yourself to pay it back okay and that will make everybody happy and uh, make it a working institution not Aniye Yisrael, but Aniye Olam of the world. My Benayu, what's the difference? Igen Benayu, Aniye Kutim, if there are Samaritans in the town. So actually, says Aniye Yisrael suggests like pr- the present Aniyim, the ones that I normally would give, the ones of my town. So if you're speaking on their behalf, let's say 
there are um, so let's say there are no aniyim in your no Jewish aniyim there are only Samaritans aniyim okay so then so if you say that you're speaking on behalf of aniyim olam so you're speaking about the Jewish aniyim elsewhere okay and therefore um, and therefore it can work because you're speaking on their behalf I would have given it to somebody not in my town and now I'm going to keep it myself but if you're only somehow empowered to speak about the aniyim in my town and there are no aniyim in the town that I would have given it to so then it won't necessarily work okay now let's say the Ani gets rich, okay, uh, you know, then even if you do it in a basin, um, when the basin can speak on behalf of the Kohanim and the Levim and the Anim when you lend the money in a basin, only when they die. But if actually the Ani gets rich, then you're going to actually have to find another Ani to pay it up, and you're not going to get to pocket the money. Now why not? Like as long as Basin is making this stipulation to make the institution work, let it work also if the Ani gets rich, right? Either way, I'm not going to get, I'm, I, why should I be out getting my loan paid up? So in the other case, the Ani dies. Yes. And there's Ani Ekutim in the in town. Yeah. So you have to give to those Anim, or you get to pocket the... In other words, he owes no, we're he assuming owes you're not giving to Ani Ekutim. Right. Okay? But the Ani owes you money, then he dies, right? So, what's the Gemara saying that you have to I, I don't know, I don't want to, let's not be labeled the Ani Ekutim. It's a little complicated. Right. Let's just move on. Right. Okay? So, anyway, so, okay. So, in that case, if the Ani gets rich, even when I do it in a basin, I'm not, the basin won't speak on behalf of the other Ani and let me keep my money. Okay? Only if the Ani dies. So, Rabbanan Maishna Lemisa da Avutakanto, Maishna Lashir to now, why the Gemara says, do, did, did they make a takana to make this institution work if the yoni dies, but not if the yoni gets rich? Either way, I'm at my money. So the Gemara says, Amisa Shricha, Ashiraslo Shricha, because everybody dies, not everybody gets rich. Okay? <laughs> so therefore, um, it's a, we will make this, inst- you know, we'll deal with cases of death. That's a regular thing, and therefore we're going to allow you to get your money paid back. Cases of guy getting rich are very un- unlikely, and therefore, you you know, we're not necessarily going to cover all eventualities. So, okay, that's what people say, if you hear that your friend died, you can affirm that. That's probably a true report, as opposed to the famous Mark Twain, rumors of my demise or whatever are greatly exaggerated. But it's but if you hear that your friend got rich, low to Asher, don't be so quick to affirm that. It's probably not true. Okay? The current Powerball lottery is $1.3 billion. Okay, anyway. All right. Good luck, everybody. Okay, let's try to do one more little piece. If he dies, then you have to get the heirs to agree to be willing to pay off the debt and to agree to this arrangement. Because otherwise, if, if there's no liens, the heirs are not obligated to pay off the debt. It only applies to heirs who inherit. So the Gemara says, Are there heirs that don't inherit? There has to be actually property, okay, in order to that actually be a debt to be collected. And only in that case, right, would you sort of, uh, you know, get it paid, uh, get it paid off. Um, uh, uh, so, um, and if the guy, now, again, Tosos actually says that this is not so much the case of, uh, of, uh, the heirs agreeing, because if the heirs agree, there doesn't have to be karka. The heirs can agree to pay it up even without karka. This is actually a case, according to Tosos, if the heirs don't agree, okay, and then I can collect because there is a lien. That's the way Tosos reads this. So, Rebbeogonin says you can only collect your debt equal to the amount of land left over. If you left over the value, you know, the, the, the value of a, uh, the full of a, of a, a, a pin's worth of land, you can only collect a pin's worth. And if you left a, a, a hammer's worth of land, you can collect a hammer's worth. You can only collect, if again, if they don't agree, you can only collect based on the amount of land that actually exists. Rabbi even if they leave a pin's worth of land, you can collect your whole debt. Okay, why? So, you can mice the Katine de Abaye. Like the story of the small fields of Abaye, there's a story over in Ksuvos where he gives somebody of the heirs owe him $100, he collects a field worth $50, they give him $50 to buy back the land, he gives him back the land, he says, great, that $50 was payment on half the loan, you still owe me another $50, and he takes the land back. So, <laughs> so anyway, so there's a way in which, and since theoretically you could keep on recollecting, and again, because this is all a Takana Durabanan and we want this institution to work, so 
therefore, even if there's a small amount of land, the Kuwait Tosafos understands, even if the heirs don't agree, we're going to let you pocket the money and keep it, again, in order to smooth this institution. Okay, well,